Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now everything i learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy whether one line of plot holes or two it is poopies. It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy. Hey, so in the land of salt and sand in the desert of Egypt, there rises from the depths the mummy. That's right. We're uh, reviewing 1999's uh, summer blockbuster Surprise, maybe? Uh, the Mummy, <laughs> starring Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz, uh, other people, uh, not exactly household <laughs> names, but like John Hanna. And... What are you talking about? Are you telling me that uh, Arnold Voslo isn't a household name? Yeah, yeah, you know that other movie he's in, right? Yeah, it's the one with the guy in the hair. He plays the one dude. He plays the bald mummy in this one. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. I'm talking about his other movie. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but of course, directed by uh, Stephen Summers. Um, other stuff he did, he did uh, the the GI Joe movie. You know, the first one that people don't really talk about much. The um, one that they try to avoid happened. Yeah, he also did uh, Van Helsing, which was a lot like this movie. Um, he also did one of my favorite little movies as a kid, uh, the Jungle Book remake. Oh. <laughs> you know, the one with Jason Scott Lee. No. And, Carrie Elves and no. you, you check it out. It's uh, I I, I'm not gonna say it's as good as the one we saw yesterday, <laughs> but but it's it, it's all right. By the way, we it got looks, a sneak preview of the new Jungle Book, and it's pretty spectacular. It really is. The graphics and everything on it are pretty amazing, like for all the yeah. animals and I mean it's basically a retelling of the the animated classic, but a little more action one, and substance. <laughs> you mean the one we all like? Uh, not all of us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. we all like it, Steve. We all like it. Not Steve. a fan of musicals, Shh. We especially all like animated it. musicals from the forties or fifties or whenever. Left you right now. Bare Necessities is one of the greatest songs ever created. Regardless, the 2016 <laughs> version uh, definitely go take the kids to check it out. For and sure. uh, you know, if you're hanging out on uh, Netflix and looking for a DVD to order, go for the 1994 one where Mowgli's all grown up and looks like Bruce Lee. Pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. Oh, one one more note on it. You get to hear Christopher Walken sing oh in the God. new one. You do. That is one moment where I just couldn't stop <laughs> laughing for all the wrong reasons. You mean all the right reasons. That's why we go to see movies like I to be like, like you. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway. Uh, so, honey, shall we start with our first beer? Absolutely. Let me get that for you if you want to elaborate. Uh, Alrighty. So I'm get. I have no idea which beer he's going to grab right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can hear him in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if you guys can hear that. He's mumbling at me, Dead Guy Ale. So here we go. He's getting his can open already. Dead Guy Ale is from Rogue Brewing, originally out of Oregon. Um, but they also have a little brewery here in San Francisco, and we particularly enjoy it. Alrighty. He popped the top. Not on mic. But that's okay. It made a delightful... I don't know if you guys can hear that. That is the sound of a bubbling, delicious ale. Mmm. So the beer that came out is crystal clear. Absolutely beautiful and see-through. It's a warm, caramely color with a soft, off-white head. Not too much head. Little bubbles. Mmm. Smells delicious. Honey, yeah. what's, the, what's the bottle say? about the Dead Guy Ale for uh, I actually don't think because it came from the six-pack, it doesn't have a whole lot about it. I know it's uh, basically the Amber Ale version from Rogue, Dead Guy Ale, one of their uh, flagship ones. Yeah, it doesn't say a whole lot as far as the description, but um, yeah, definitely, I believe it's Cascade Hops, or Cascade Hopped, and yeah, it's a nice, smooth, easy-drinking Amber Ale. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things about Ambers is that they're so easy to drink. They're not too hoppy. They're not too sweet. Just a good, like, drinking all day beer. Not too alcoholic. So it's got a really good balance of the malt and the hops. I think even people who aren't huge beer drinkers could definitely get into this beer. Absolutely. <clears throat> nice caramely notes. Mmm, delicious. Indeed. You can find it at your local BevMo, I'm sure, no matter uh, where you're listening from. <laughs> All right, so the mummy. Bevmo. Correct, correct. Assuming that. The beverages and more for those of you who don't have them, and essentially it's the Costco of booze. Indeed. It's delightful. All right, so <laughs> the mummy. The oh. mummy. Do you remember the first time you watched it? Ooh, the first time I watched the mummy. Um, I don't know what year did this come out? It was '99. 99. I would have been a freshman in high school, so probably the first time I saw it would have been probably as a sophomore, and I most likely saw it with Flea and my sister's head. Awesome. Probably on my couch with a TV that would overheat about an hour into anything, and so we would have to stop, let it cool down for another hour, and then turn it back on. So you didn't watch it in theaters? The no. whole uh, experience? Uh, I never watched anything I, in theaters. I remember I did watch this in theaters, and, uh, you know, I just graduated high school, and it's like, oh, The Mummy, whatever, remember that old movie with Lon Chaney or whatever, <laughs> or probably, actually, I probably didn't know his name. I had a, took a survey in my class. Karloff, by the way. Was it Karloff? That's yeah. right, it was Karloff, Strike Chaney, yeah. The Wolfman. Yeah, so, <laughs> shows my uh, knowledge of film history. Didn't Warren Zavon teach you anything? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> oh, I will. Do you want me? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but yeah, it, I I remember uh, being pretty impressed with it. Um, mm -hmm. Brenton Fraser, I really like him as an actor. I do too. This and this is the perfect role to show off a his physicality. He's great as a physical comedian. He's, He's a good-looking man. Oh, spectacular. Yeah. <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. He's fit. He's athletic, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. So he can lose a battle, unlike some actors we all know and love. Yeah, he's not action star type, but he's definitely got the the leading man good looks and just charm and everything. And unfortunately, I feel like he's just in a bunch of bad movies. 
um, true. <laughs> this is, do you think this would be his best movie? Oh, know? yeah, I think this is Brendan Fraser's best movie. There's a whole lot of competition, like, you know, like The Dazzled, I really like that movie. The Dazzled's a good one as well. But it's like, yeah, George of the Jungle, Deadly Do-Right, all Encino Man, it's like, eh. <laughs> talking about Encino Man's a oh. classic, uh, you do, son of a bitch. Do, do you know the movie he was in that won an Academy Award for Best Picture? What movie? It's Crash. Oh, that's he, right. He was in Crash. He was in it briefly being racist from what I remember. I honestly didn't watch that entire movie. <laughs> All I remember about Crash is that I got the wrong one. There were two Crashes that came out that year, and one was about oh. people who enjoy being in car accidents, uh, and they get oh. off on it. Yeah, that's a different one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the one I accidentally ended up with, and I was like, what is this, this one? This one, picture? People are getting in car accidents to get off. Ah! Uh, anyway. Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser looks like in car accidents to get off. Okay. For those who have never seen this movie, check it out. It's on Netflix. Um, as well as its sequel, we'll we'll probably talk about it in a different yeah. episode. Um, it's the cartoony version of this first one. Um, you want to run down the uh, plot? Uh, the plot essentially is uh, Brendan Fraser is part of the French Foreign Legion, and it it opens up spectacularly with just him being assaulted by the Magi of the Desert. They are spectacular. But isn't there a mummy that works into this somehow? No, it does eventually. <laughs> but it opens up with Brandon Fraser being in an under assault. You get introduced to him. You get introduced to Benny, who is played by... Give me Ke- one second. Kevin O'Connor. There we go. Kevin O'Connor, who plays just the greatest sleazeball. The weaseliest guy you could ever hope. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the... Uh, O'Connor, you know the cookies. I will follow you into battle. <laughs> Well, you went to a battle and I ran away. <laughs> yeah, and so basically Brent Frazier is captured, um, and then it cuts to uh, Evie, who is an incredibly smart but incredibly clumsy British woman doing some some slapstick, essentially, right in the beginning. Yeah, she's a uh, surprisingly hot librarian, but you can't tell because she wears glasses. Her hair's often tied back. That's true. I mean, you can never see it. But yeah, so essentially... Um, Evie and her brother Jonathan are, Evie's trying to get in with the scholars, but they won't take her seriously because she's a woman, and supposedly she doesn't have enough uh, field experience, although I'm going to go ahead and say she's a woman in Egypt in, like, 1900. Yeah, it's like it's in the, like, 1920s, uh, I don't remember the exact, like, 1923 mm-hmm. or something, but, yeah, very turn-of-the-century kind of a feel. Yeah, it's supposed to be essentially set in the same time when they originally found King Tut's tomb in real life. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's based on one of the gentlemen who was in charge of that exhibition, essentially his kids. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where the basis of this story picks up. Yeah, the Carnivron family. Uh, The uh, Earl of Carnivron. I I remember their names in the movie were, like, Carnahan. I think it was only mentioned once, but, yeah, there's a trivia thing in IMDb. You can read all about it. It's true, but, Um, yeah, so, yeah. But at any rate, they meet up with Brendan Fraser. They're looking for the lost city of... Do you remember the name of the city left? Hamunatra. There we go, Hamunatra. And uh, Brendan Fraser's been there, so he decides to take them on an adventure. It ends up they're racing some Americans to try and get there first, because everybody wants the uh, the Book of the Dead, which is supposed to be solid gold, according to the legend. Wait, Hamunatra, doesn't that mean something? Mm-hmm. What's it mean? City of the Dead. No! Wait. City of the Dead or City of Some Dead? Because if oh. you remember Brendan Fraser's people getting quite pieces there. There's a number of dead. City, yeah. City of a number of dead. So Perhaps so not all of the dead, but... Is it the dead we're looking for, or is it just some dead? Yes. 
Anyway, going through the pile a, a little quicker. They go. To, they they race to get there. Um, everybody meets up. They start excavating, looking for treasure. gold treasure. Of course, uh, legend. I think of like a golden pyramid. Or no, wait, that's the it's second a golden one. book. Golden book. That's right. Looking for it. The book of the dead. The book of the dead is supposed to be solid gold. Sorry, I'm getting my uh, my mummies mixed up. Yeah, um. <laughs> and it's supposed to be at the base of the Anubis statue, according to. The, uh, the scholars, the British scholars. Oh, wait, they, uh, um, they stumble upon a map that uh, apparently... Okay. Jonathan Rick, finds the map and a key. He steals it from Rick, though. It's true. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, they find it, uh, follow the map to get there. Um, and while they're looking, they stumble upon a sarcophagus that was, let's say, I think it was also buried even deeper under the Anubis statue. So what it was was the scholars had misinterpreted it. Uh, their their findings, and so there was an unnamed sarcophagus buried at the foot of Anubis, who meant the foot of another statue that they kind of blaze over, yeah. is where the Book of the Dead ends up. It turns out the Book of the Dead isn't the gold one, the Book of Life is the gold one. The Book of the Dead is black. Yes, but there is a sarcophagus they find where, you find out actually from the, the preamble before it even says the name of the movie, <laughs> is uh, 5,000 years ago there was a trusted advisor of a pharaoh who was having an affair with one of his many Evil women. Death. And the, the pharaoh finds out about it, but before he can call his guards, really, they kill him, and then the guards show up and to punish him, basically bury him alive and... Of course, so he can suffer, I guess, as much as possible, curse him to have incredible power and basically live forever in a sarcophagus being eaten by people? Yeah. And okay. uh, and then the the future wife of the king, whose name is... Anuksanamun! Yes. Uh, she kills herself and tells the priest, Imhotep, that he's the only one who can raise her. Yep. So using the Book of the Dead. And, yeah. uh, but before he could complete it, the Pharaoh's gods found him and halted the ceremony, and that's when they punish him by giving him incredible power. They, for give, him, they give him immortal life, so that, <laughs> and they trap him underground so no one would disturb him. And the Magi's are now supposed to keep protecting his corpse so he can never rise again, because part of the curse is that uh, with the eternal life, aka eternal suffering, he also gets these incredible powers, and so they can't let him rise. Yes, lots of ice. Yeah. So, um, they go scooping around, open up the sarcophagus. Wait, who? Hmm? You mean Rick and Evie? We need to know who we're talking about right now. Oh, sorry, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they open up Rick and Evie, open up the sarcophagus. The body's still gooey, juicy, mm -hmm. I believe is the term. Um, and then, you know, they're like, oh, cool, well, at least we can take this back to a museum or something. And we also got this book. Hey, let's read from the book, because what harm ever came from reading a book? Right. <laughs> And, of course, uh, reading from it, they unleash the, the mummy. He comes back, and uh, those who opened his tomb, he uh, and got his sacred jars he was buried with, he has to fill them, absorb their powers. Um, jars. So then he can... Yeah. <laughs> There's canopic jars. It's his innards. Yeah. He needs his innards to be yeah, whole. He, he needs his innards back. Like his brain. <laughs> yes, brain, eyes, tongue, all the organs. Um... And then, yeah, uh, essentially the rest of the movie is him getting those organs back and becoming stronger and more powerful, and he can control the sandstorms and um, mm -hmm. all kinds of plagues. Um, and, you know, Rick, Rick and Evie and Jonathan and their band of merry people <laughs> are That's the only ones who can save them. Also, <laughs> um, 
the first set of eyes that the mummy steals are from a guy who doesn't see that well, and so the mummy mistakes Evie originally for uh, Anuklanamun. Exactly, and so therefore he becomes obsessed with Evie and decides that she needs to be the the new vessel in which to put a. a, a Anuksunamun. I don't know why you can't say it today. They only say it like 85 times during the course of the movie. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, and basically they're the ones that can stop them. Um, If you want to see what happens, check out the movie. Spoiler alert, there's a sequel, so they they win. (laughs) But it's pretty cool to see. Uh, There's a whole... uh, There's an airplane involved. uh, (laughs) A lot of... A lot of great characters, a lot of great one-liners, a lot of action. It's an awesome, awesome movie. Yeah, it is. Okay, um, so sorry, real quick. I did a little research real quick on what is inside the Canopic jars. So Hoppy, the one with the, babo- the baboon-headed god, represents the north, and his jar contains your lungs. Um, okay. Duopbutes, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, and somebody's going to send me an email, I'm sorry, is the jackal-headed god, representing the east. His jar will contain your stomach. Um, Imseti is a human-headed god representing the south. His jar contains your liver. And, uh, by the way, Imseti is going to give your organs over to Isis, who is an awesome goddess. And Quebhethunis is the falcon-headed god, and he's going to hold your intestines. There you go. That's why the mummy needs his canopic jars back. Yes, to make himself whole and become all-powerful and take over the world with his incredible powers. <laughs> Sucks to have to try and rule the world without his intestine. Indeed. indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, the main thing about this movie, the, it's, it's a lot of fun. I it mean, is. it's an action movie, but there's a lot of, I mean... It's Brit- an action comedy. It doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. It's, uh, meant to, it's meant to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's what I like to call a popcorn movie. Like, it's something you just sit and watch popcorn and have a good time watching. You don't try and take it too seriously. You're not trying to put all the pieces together. You just let the characters do what they do. And yeah, there's no them. real mystery or anything. It's just pretty straightforward, enjoyable thing. Um, and also, uh, <laughs> I thought I was right, uh, reading through the trivia and stuff about... Um, the uh, basically the the leader of the magi, the people that uh, protect the mummy from outsiders and blah yeah. blah blah. Uh, a very handsome man. Uh, the actor's name is Odette Fair. Uh, you may know him from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and a He's bunch an incredibly of incredibly good-looking man. Exactly, and the Resident <laughs> Evil movies. Uh, apparently, the director saw that he was such a handsome man, and originally his character was supposed to be you know have his face covered the entire mm-hmm. time, you know, like ninja, like everybody yeah. else with the magi. Yeah. But apparently he was just too handsome, and so uh, they had the mask off for all of his scenes. I think I think all of them. Maybe like one he was covered in the beginning. Um, and of course he's the one speaking, and yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Like, you, I'm sorry, you're just far too handsome. We we got to get you. Bring this man <laughs> up front. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, we have to remove your headgear because you're just far too handsome to hide from this camera. And also, usually, uh, one thing, other thing I like about this movie, um, a lot of, like the ones set in Egypt. Uh, there's a, the whole whitewashing thing, like with all mm-hmm. the Ten Commandments and all the various reboots yeah. and stuff like that. This one has a lot of uh, actors, actually, a lot of ethnic like actors from you know at least ancestry and stuff from that region, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah, you're gonna watch this and you're gonna be like, oh my god, those are the Egyptian guys from every Egyptian movie. Yeah, it's yeah. much like watching uh, Maverick and going, oh my god, that's the Indian guy from every Native American movie. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so yeah, go check out this movie. Um, also, some other little trivia. 
Um, yeah, Brendan Fraser, as I mentioned, yeah. was the lead. And um, I, I, I made a comment when we were watching it that his outfit was a lot like Jack from Titanic, but if a grown man was wearing <laughs> the, uh, the overalls and the white shirt and everything. It's true. Leonardo DiCaprio was originally going to play Rick O'Connell oh. in this movie, but he had a scheduling conflict and decided to do a movie called Beach with uh, director Danny Boyle that some of you may have seen. It's it's I. Is that the one where the boat sinks? Uh, uh, I think so. <laughs> I, I remember they end up on a beach. It's like a bunch of younger-looking people in their 20s Honey. hanging out on the beach doing Did things. Did you get the joke the movie about the boat sinking with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yes, it's that one. No, okay. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you all got it. Honey, what did I tell you about having to explain your jokes? <laughs> <laughs> it makes them funnier. <laughs> uh, another gentleman who was also offered the role but politely declined was uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, God, this would have been a very that different movie. It would have been interesting, but, yeah, I'm, mm. it's one of the things like, yeah, I'm glad Redden Frazier was in this movie. Yeah. He's really one of the highlights of it. Um, this is the this is the perfect movie for him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Shows up all count. That's why they did a sequel two years later off uh, the success. Yeah. Um, and, of course, that sequel introduced The Scorpion King, which had its own series of sequels. Yeah. And... <laughs> So two movie franchises started with this movie. Honey, where would The Rock's career be without Scorpion King? Honestly, Honestly? probably probably exactly where it is. <laughs> I think it gave where he stars and everything. Oh, I absolutely. Mean. I think it gave. I think it gave other directors the idea of like, oh, we can put that guy in pretty much anything because his ethnicity just looks ambiguous. <laughs> he can play anything. And, and you know, in the in the sequel, he basically in a role where he doesn't really talk. I, I think he has a couple lines where he's yelling stuff in Egyptian. But they're like, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good-looking man. He builds the part, and you know, while he's learning to act, we can uh, mm -hmm. we, we can use that part, and, you know, yeah. like like Schwarzenegger in the '80s. Perfect. Yeah. All right, honey, do we have another beer? Uh, we do. Well, let me just one moment, and I'll uh, get that for you. All right, so this is a delightful beer you're about to hear. Hope you all can hear that. Let's see, what kind of beer is this? Uh, it is from Bear Republic Brewing. It is their Big Bear Black Stout, eight uh, percent. Um, hey. Again, what's one? Oh, here we go. Here's a nice little description, description on it. Big Bear, as the name implies, is a hefty black stout. This stout boasts a rich caramel sweetness, lavished by a robust, deep roasted hardiness. You can really sink your teeth into. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. But yeah, definitely a, a very <clears throat> opaque black stout. Yeah, this is one light does not penetrate. This is a black stout. Got a nice, uh, I'd say, sand-colored head on it. Yeah. Kind of a light head. Like the sands of Egypt. Mm. Yeah. Got a nice, it's got dark chocolate and a little bit of coffee flavor without being too overboard on the coffee. Yeah, like very, very robust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this this beer could be a meal. Absolutely. Yeah, Bear Republic makes some good stuff. Other little fun facts about the Mummy movie. Yeah, it's Which, trivia. Uh, I mentioned it was directed by Stephen Summers. Mm -hmm. um, what else did he do, Steve? 
Oh, I told you he did the uh, G.I. Joe and Van Helsing. Um, oh, yeah. You know, the, the other movies starring uh, Kevin <laughs> O'Connor as a Weasley guy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a movie with Kevin O'Connor being Weasley. This guy's probably yeah. directed it. Uh, originally, though, apparently it was offered to Clive Barker, um, who's a Wait, true horror. Who, what was? The, the movie, The Mummy. The mo- oh, the direction was offered to Clive Barker. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just following it. Right. Uh, you, you know, he, did, he does, like, the super gory horror movies, like, oh, uh, oh what's that one we watched a couple of months ago? Nightbreed and Lord of Illusions. Remember Nightbreed, the one with all the oh. uh, dark, evil creatures? Um, I'm staring at Steve completely blank. He, it, you'll know if I showed you a picture or something with the... Remember he said it was a horrible movie, but it had really good makeup effects, and that and they're the reason that they started doing the makeup effect Oscar or something like that. Oh, I do remember that uh, one now. Yes, no, that is a good, dumb, like, 80s movie with or, great effects. Maybe it lost to something ridiculous like missing, Driving Miss Daisy or something. Anyway, it was <laughs> one of those movies. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, he was apparently offered it would have been a completely different it would have been movie. A very different movie. <laughs> there was no humor in a Clive Barker movie. Oh. <laughs> well, no intentional humor. <laughs> There's plenty of unintentional humor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Mummy's great. That's why they're rebooting it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh! Did some of you out there not know that they're rebooting the Mummy with what? the whole? Uh, uh, Universal Monster Universe. <laughs> oh my goodness, so it's going to be like Avengers, but with the Universal one? Uh, monsters. Horror monsters? Yeah, that's, that's the, the rumor. <laughs> as a monster kid myself, I love monster movies. I am actually fairly excited about this. Like, you should be. Uh, ho- hopefully they get good. The, the first couple of movies that came out of the Universal Cinematic Universe, The Wolfman and I, Frankenstein, I was, eh, they're, they're not that good, but... Hopefully the mummy will uh, will uh, make it better because it's going to be starring the Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> to be fair, Tom Cruise has a fairly good hit ratio with oh, the absolutely. movie. Oh, absolutely, absolutely! I'm sure it'll be great. People may be completely tired of Tom Cruise, but realistically, the Tom if you have just a bucket of Tom Cruise movies versus a bucket of really almost any other actors, odds are whatever movie you pick up, you're probably going to get almost the same enjoyment as any other movie in that bucket, realistically. Yeah, absolutely. He, he does great stuff. That's why he's one of the best in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what that means. If they're going to do a bunch of monster movies, could possibly mean a, a Monster Squad reboot. Very possibly. Like, oh, that could be the culmination. Oh, yeah. Like, like the Avengers, you know, coming together and being destroyed by children. Yeah! Right? <laughs> it's been a while since the Monster Squad. I seem to remember that being <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Dracula raises but uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon and the Wolfman oh. and the Frankenstein. Aquaman versus the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to have the creature from the Black Lagoon like kick a dolphin or something to get Aquaman interested. Oh, that's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure most of you guys have heard my joke about Aquaman, but it's usually like Aquaman, we need you to help us save the world. I'm not interested in the world of man. The Lex Luthor just kicked the dolphin. Vengeance shall be mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So yeah, The Mummy. Go the check mummy. it out. It's on Netflix. Streaming. Definitely. It'll be a great two hours. <laughs> it's so much fun. You're gonna. You're just gonna have so much fun with it. Don't take it seriously. Don't take yourself seriously. 
Just sit down, enjoy it, have fun. <laughs> Don't take it too seriously. People get transported by sandstorms perfectly fine. And <laughs> right? A sand mummy eats a plane. That's true. <laughs> I, that was the one thing I do remember from the commercials. That uh, was always in the commercials. And I have to say, for a movie from 1999, with a fairly good chunk of CGI, it's well done. Yeah, the graphics can actually really hold up. I was, yeah. I was kind of waiting for that, too. Like, oh, no. But, yeah, they, they really held up. The, the mummy yeah. was scary. And, yeah, it was pretty, pretty good. It's not perfect, but you know what? It doesn't have to be. Let's do the first one. It's it's a perfect summer blockbuster. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's a good true. guilty pleasure. Check exactly. it out. Exactly. Alrighty. Well, well, I guess that's uh that's it for the day. That's it for today. Anything you want to plug, sweetie? Um, make sure you follow Steve's Twitter at e l e i l f movies. I should know that. Everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. Um, of course we're on the Facebook and. And hopefully you're already subscribed to us, edilfm.podbean.com, so you can uh, get it on at the podcast automatically loaded up on your phone while we're still waiting to get on iTunes. <laughs> Do it! Help us get on iTunes by having lots and lots and lots of downloads. And don't forget to check out Izzy's Etsy page at Untidy Venus. Uh, a lot yeah. of great, uh, everything from jewelry to just little handmade crafts and wonderful um, artwork and yeah, in fact, I'm about to relist because I actually sold out of my Ooh. fantastic, super awesome um, guide to movie worms. It's not oh, all yeah. of the movie worms. <laughs> just but the just, good ones. <laughs> yeah, it involves a couple of species of graboids, um, some creatures from Star Wars, mm. and some creatures from uh, Beetlejuice, and a couple of others. So be on the lookout for that because that's about to go back up. And she also has a wonderful one that's the Unicorns of the World. Oh, yes. If you're into mythology, I do have the Unicorns of the World. And I have a variety of other prints that will be available, and I'll autograph them. And if you send me a note when you buy it on, uh, on Etsy, I will happily even put a special handwritten note into it. Excellent. Yeah. Ask for more than that. There you go. And written note from a celebrity podcaster. Woo! <laughs> Alrighty. And so until next time, I'm Izzy. And I'm Steve. And this is... Everything, Everything I Learned From Me. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>